Hi, welcome to It Rocks or It Sucks. My name is Carl Kuhn. I sing and play drums in the band Museum Mouth, and I also make solo music under the name Gay Meat. I'm Becca High, and you can Google me. G-O-O-G-L-E. <laughs> what is she, what is the lyrics? Something about click those keys, keys. baby Google me. Da-da-da, click those keys, da-da-da, Google me. God, Kim Zolciak, I am still waiting for that Tightrope song to be officially released. Tightrope? The song that they, yeah, they show footage of her recording in the studio. (laughs) It kind of sounds like The Strokes, in my opinion, but. (laughs) All right. Um, Okay. (laughs) Oh, wait, wait, hold on. I have another quick story to tell you. It involves a Daddy Long Legs update. Okay, Uh, okay, okay. This time, it was not in my bathroom. I was sitting at my desk just staring at my laptop screen and I look up and the second biggest daddy long legs was just literally eye level with me on the wall crawling <laughs> down. Hi, welcome to It Rocks or It Sucks. Uh, this week we are reviewing an album that has often been described as a winter album. To me, it's more of a fall album. I think yes. Becca would agree. Um, she suddenly goes, yes. I meant to grab my physical CD copy of this album to show to you over Zoom. Um, I love that you still have it. Yeah, it's in my car CD player right now. Um, how, I mean, tis the season. But, okay, you know how you have uh, synesthesia? So you mm-hmm. see, like, colors with sounds. Mm-hmm. I, I have that, but it's... I have it with records and seasons. And fall is this record by Motion City Soundtrack. Uh, The album's called Commit This to Memory. Yes. (laughs) Um, Like, as soon as the air starts to get crisp, I'm like, it's time to listen to Commit This to Memory. And this is the only Motion City Soundtrack album I have ever listened to. So it starts and stops here. Wow, love that. I definitely, um, I got into this band with I Am The Movie, the one before this. Um, I remember watching a lot of Fuse. I grew up, I was literally raised on music videos, so I remember watching a ton of Fuse, and um, one of those song, one of the singles from that record had a lot of Fuse play. So I was very excited when I was entering this record as already a fan. So this was like a cool thing to be like, all right, they're in the studio. Oh, they're releasing a new record. Oh, they worked with Mark Hoppus. How crazy is that? Yeah, very cool. Yeah. And this record came out in 2005. My age is not relatable here because I was a late bloomer to this record. I didn't get into it until high school. I mean, that's fine. I th- There's no shame in, like, arriving at a band or an album late. I know a lot of people like to do that, like to, you know, shame people on the internet for being like, oh, well, like, that record came out in March, and it's July. And it's like, okay, no, Queen, it does not matter. There's so much music. God forbid. Graham was really into them, and I remember when he would have to drive me and drop me off at middle school, He, the CD I have, I'm pretty sure, is his. And I'm pretty sure he went to see them when they were on tour with like Fallout Boy and Panic at the Disco at the House of Blues in Myrtle Beach. Like, 
my mom riding along. Like my mom had to drop him off for some reason. Maybe he didn't that have is... his after nine. <laughs> A callback. That is literally like honestly, pour one out for all the parents that drive their kids to pop punk shows or not only drive but also attend the pop punk show i have seen so much of that in my day both like as a patron of the show and as the band playing on stage and it is like it's very cute it's very like actively now as an adult being like you are doing the right thing and i salute you yeah i think i feel like we dropped him off and then me and my mom went to like the shopping outlets or something you went to alligator adventure i would love that but the main thing i remember is like getting krispy kreme hell yeah the tanker outlets yeah <laughs> <laughs> that like pause before yeah memory okay, unlocked memory i'm like god i love myrtle beach i was literally thinking about that today at work i was like i would do anything to go to myrtle beach and then i like remembered we're in a pandemic and that's a terrible place to be but remember when i was in australia and found a myrtle beach shirt <laughs> i don't particularly remember that but i love that that happened i was in brisbane and went to a vintage shop and i actually got this like old georgia university shirt from there but i almost screamed as i was browsing through the shirts and came across a myrtle beach south carolina shirt i whenever like i feel like i follow a bunch of like new york and la comedians who are always making jokes about myrtle beach on twitter and i'm like okay literally you can't do that that's my culture that's my backyard that's how i felt when i watched uh tiger king and that one dude it's like based in myrtle beach and i was like yes it makes it's wild. total sense. It's wild because, like, growing up being obsessed with all animals, I would see, like, pamphlets and stuff. Even, like, as a teen, I'd see, like, pamphlets for that, like, big cat rescue that's down there. And I'd always, like, look through it and be like, there's no, like, price for admission. And also, like, what like what are the details here? And never really, like, fully understanding, understanding like, what it was. But then also, like, hearing about how, like, the largest population of ligers is in Myrtle Beach. And I'm like, what? Like, that's so... know that it's very fucked it's royally fucked yeah but okay commit this to memory by motion city soundtrack released june 7th 2005 on epitaph fucking records the first band that shows up on uh fans also like on spotify is say Uh anything Oh my god, Jinkies. Jinkies. I know I um I posted about listening to this record on my story because I listened to this record like five times on a long drive this weekend and um so many of like the say anything fans that follow me and I like know through being in the band, they responded immediately being like, Oh my god, yeah, this record is so good, this record's so good, review this record on the pod, blah 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 blah. And I'm like, Okay, well cool cool it, children, we will get there. Yeah. Except, I will say, within this genre of music, very warped tour bands, you know? Mm-hmm, pop punk. Uh, like, Newfound Glory and Jack Vanekin and all of those. This record, Motion City Soundtrack, was the only band I ever got into. Like, I never got into that scene beyond this record and, like, Blink-182, basically. I feel like... Those are kind of great 
like entry bands for that scene because they don't it's not just that genre of music like you can tell that they pull a lot from indie rock and um like reading up about this record there's like a bunch of quotes from members of this band about how like they don't consider themselves like a pop punk band because they listen to indie rock and like vintage 90s rock and stuff like that and it's like it's always those bands that i feel like people enter with because it's pulling from so much other um, like rock history and other genres and other bands like a little deeper into that era of the scene were kind of I don't know it's like more insular it was like their influences were all very of that genre and it's crazy now because like in 2020 there are bands that like use those bands as reference and you know it just keeps going it never stops are there still scene girls Oh, absolutely. In fact, I was in, where was I? I was in a store, brave. I was bravely in a store the other day, and I saw a, a person, a, a kid at the checkout sitting next to who I can, I can only assume was their mom, and they looked exactly like, like if you were to draw the biggest My, Chem, like My Chemical Romance fan from 2006, it was that person. <laughs> it was like the short, kind of like a little shaggy, reddish, bluish hair, like a couple different colors of hair dye, manic panic going on in there. And they had on like a My Chem, like black faded band tee, like black and white striped t-shirt underneath it, like black Jinkos, like chain wallet. Wow. But also like glasses, but the glasses were like not like cool seeing glasses they were just like little metal frame on the top like clear on the bottom very rectangular like damn um yeah like giles from buffy core it was very uh it was very shocking i was like okay how did you get here love giles i finished buffy for the second time he's the only character i can like stand the entire season there's ups and downs throughout all of the seasons with characters one season True. you hate buffy one season you hate willow one season you hate xander uh but giles you know he's the rock he is not dwayne the rock johnson <laughs> but he's the rock that grounds the crew voice of reason vibes okay so track one on uh commit this to memory is attractive today Becca, how do you feel about this song? Oh, it's such a solid opener. Like, it hits so hard. It's, uh, it's so, I feel like all of these songs, I'm just going to be like, uh. (laughs) (laughs) This song is one in particular that I, revisiting it now, I, it's drums. It's like, literally, the, you start with, you. the first thing you hear is guitar, but it's not about guitar. It's about the drums. Yes. The drums are doing so much in the song. It's wild. It's very cool. It's very good. It is the first song in years that made me want to play drums. It makes me want to play drums, and I don't know Honestly. how to. Never too late to learn, Queen. Drums are hard. Basically, I, um, <laughs> I started playing drums when I was 15, and I... I learned for about six months like how to play and then I never got any better and I've just been using that those skills I learned in those six months for the past 15 years. You cannot say you haven't gotten any better. Well, I'm definitely worse now than I have been in a long time since I have not played drums since October of last year. Okay, it's been see, one year. that makes more sense because when you stop playing an instrument and pick it up again, it's terrible. But like you starting out when you were... Did you say 15? Mm-hmm. 15. You can only get better. 
Maybe. Practice makes perfect, Carl. That was sounded really convincing, Becca. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, yeah. So this song is a sleigh. I love this song. Um, I think the uh, there's a lot of the word fuck on this record, which is cool to me. I wonder, I wonder how much they had to, oh, how much time went into editing these songs and making sure that the versions that got sent out to like college radio were edited and stuff. Oh, I didn't even, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, one fuck is like honestly such a deterrent. It's wild, and there's a million of them on this album. Doesn't feel that way. Until you get to LG Fwad, where like yeah. literally the chorus or the thesis of that song. Um, yeah, I don't know. In general, yeah, the vocal melody in the song is very, very good. Um, I like the super fast sixteenth note shreddy guitar stuff that it automatically gets your heart pumping. Um, I like this track. I like the song. I think the song rocks. Oh, hell yeah. It rocks. Oh, have some fucking lootly. Don't we all just want to feel attractive today? That was my my only goal for years on end, it felt like. Uh, that's now I like, just simply don't care. That's how, I, that's how I feel now. Because there's just there really isn't a point since I'm not going anywhere. But if I like put effort into getting dressed and like feeling attractive and trying to appear attractive then I am more productive somehow I agree with that but I feel like my depression forces me some days to just look like fucking garbage trash yeah same the one day a week that I shower and put on clothes I really do like and it's not just my work uniform I'm like okay wow I could fucking do anything that reminds me (laughs) Oh Lord! Uh, no, the pics you posted on Instagram uh, from your weekend in Asheville, wearing that Joanne hat. Uh huh. I'm realizing now, like, I'm so used to seeing you on the Zoom and in those pics. It looks like you colored in your eyebrows. Oh, I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I did. On Friday night, we got really, really drunk. And I, like, went in the bathroom, and I was like, all right, Trin, like, let's open up the makeup case. Let's fucking go, queen. And she was like, I have all this brow pencil that I don't use. And I was like, well, give it to me. So I just went ape shit. I colored in my mustache. And yeah, my okay. Because I was like, is it the lighting of her Zoom that makes all of his facial hair look lighter? Am I losing no. my mind? No. I do want to – I've only ever dyed my eyebrows once, and I – Every day I'm like, is today the day I re-dye my eyebrows for the first time since I was 21? But it's not. It never is. Just build them in. Okay. So track two. Everything is all right. Tell me that you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, this this to me is a perfect song. It. It's probably my favorite on this album. One of my favorites. Can't say it's hands down my favorite. Talk about some drums. It does it all. Opening with the filtered trash can drum sound. Oh, I love this. That's like such a touchstone of this era. When the track opens with like the filtered vocals, filtered drums, and then like it all kicks in. Mm -hmm. Oh, I will always fall for that. It's so good. The drum sounds so good. I love, I love a punchy kick drum. It's It's, It's all I want. 
it's truly unbelievable how punchy this kick drum is. Like listening to this in car speakers, which is an album that sounds amazing in car speakers, that is such a blessing. And it's a blessing I don't experience enough because I am never in a car long enough to listen to an album. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's very like listening to this in car speakers. I was like, God, this is like serving me like when I was a teen and would like blast this in my car. Like that is like the kick drum sound. And it's truly beautiful. Also the toms, because the the drummer is his name, Tony Thaxton. He's, Uh, Phil King and there's lots of like little tom work and every time a tom is hit I'm like that is how a tom should sound yeah uh so good uh a Patrick from fallout boy is it fallout boy I cannot Mm -hmm. separate fallout boy and panic at the disco for the life of me and I apologize um I'm just gonna say there's definitely kids that would wring your neck for saying that come at me kids (laughs) Um, but Patrick harmonizes with Justin on the vocals on this on this uh, track I didn't know that before 10 minutes ago it's beautiful it's lovely (laughs) I've been listening to this song for like 15 years and did not know that was a thing I didn't know either until last night and I was like oh that's nice Uh, yeah it's cool I'm like looking at the genius uh annotations for this right now and just even in the listing for the lyrics when it gets to the bridge it says justin plus in parentheses patrick stump and then it like the next chorus says justin plus patrick and then chorus justin plus patrick stump i'm just like this is so like who annotates like this is this necessary aside from talking about this track motion city soundtrack as a band i think deserves a lot of respect like they hustled they started out in minneapolis which turns out a lot of famous artists have but they minneapolis has culture baby they like started out in the 90s and just toured constantly basically until this record came out which is their sophomore album but a lot of people consider it their first album because it's what put them on the map i think this is definitely like the breakthrough. This was like the one where it was like the star power surrounding these people became like 10 times, tenfold bigger. They just became like, you know, powerful with this album. And that's cool. I love that. And it, the songwriting is so good on this album that like they deserve it. They absolutely deserve it. Yeah. So. You want to talk about poetry and <laughs> a poet, a real poet? <laughs> that is this band i was looking like even just the bridge lyrics of this song are very list they're very listical vibes but they all start with like the word two so it's like the give me a reason to end this discussion to break with the tradition to fold and divide that's already more poetic than just like end the discussion break the tradition hoodies and chuck tees (laughs) (laughs) i love matt and kim though i truly do but yeah, this song is a fucking slay. This song is a perfect song. I remember um, in high school, this song came on in someone's car and it was like the great, it like brought all of the people in the car together. It was like, oh, we all know all the words to this song. This song is like ambassador for the kids. We love him. Yeah. Tell me that you're all right, Carl. 
I, I don't know if I can, honestly. Sorry. Unfortunately, I'm suffering so much suffering. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's. Uh, I don't let's mean to laugh to tr- at your suffering, but. Oh, it's okay. Everyone else is. All right. Um, song, when you're track three, when you're around. Did we say everything is all right? It rocks or it sucks. It's, okay. Clearly it rocks. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's literally a given. When I say a song is perfect, I'm not going to say it's perfect and say it sucks, or I honestly might, but um, in this case, <laughs> that one does rock. It does indeed rock. Okay. Okay. When you're around, track three. Um, I realized last night I ne- never actually read the lyrics to the song, and I had no idea what he was saying in the first line ever. I was just like making it up <laughs> if I sang along. <laughs> <laughs> But he says, Midwest love affair. I bend when I, I bend am bored. Oh my god, yeah. That's I mean the chorus this song to me is all about the chorus. Right. The little the little uh Moog here is real cute in this song. hmm This song I is honestly, honestly twee. Honestly, <laughs> when listening to this album, I see the Moog as like a separate entity. Like it's like a little cartoon character in my head. And it's real cute. <laughs> and it's just this like band, this was around. like the era this is like the era when band merch all had little cartoon characters on it. So I feel like it's easy to put a visual to the sound of the Moog. Also, I I always thought it was like funny that this band got attention for being like the pop punk band with a Moog. <laughs> right? That's their signature. Yeah, I, this is, like, from the era of, like, pop punk bands having gimmicks, like, Yellow Card with the violin. Love. Um, what else? There's just, like, a bunch of them, I'm sure. Of course, none come to mind Tap now. Tap dancing, like, Tilly and the Wall. Uh, yeah, but he, that's, like, a different genre, but, yeah, yeah, that is still, like, a thing. Very talent show core. Um, but, yeah, this song, honestly, and I hate to be this guy, I don't love this song. And this is kind of where, if you're listening to the record in chronological order, a lot of these songs to me are in, like, essentially the same-ish key. Mm-hmm. They all are, like, they're all, like, very close in note choice. And that is something that starts to grate on me very quickly. Yeah, it's hard for me to remember how this song goes because I start mixing it up with other songs on this record exactly it has a lot of the same elements as other songs but they're like not as good here like you know it's like the same dish but like the seasoning is a little off on this one for me it's not working as perfectly as it could um let's see if there are any lyrics i deeply the lyrics the main ones are like because you don't fucking listen when i'm around it's another fuck. Because I can't, I can't fucking stand, fucking it, when stand it when you're around. I just love the word fuck. So it's a volatile, um, it's a volatile subject matter. But it's, but like, it's don't we all, well. don't we all know someone the song could be about? Yes, I have been the person the song is about a hundred billion times. And that's not just my main character syndrome flaring up. It's like I'm literally insufferable, and I know it. So it's cool. Um. I hope I'm not anyone's subject matter for this song. <laughs> Me like welcoming it and you're like, Ugh. Yeah, no, that's like my biggest fear. <laughs> my, biggest, so my biggest fear is werewolves and your biggest fear is being the subject matter of when you're around by Motion City soundtrack. My biggest fear 
is fucking tsunamis and the second season of Netflix's Unsolved Mysteries, there's a whole episode about fucking it's called Tsunami Spirits and it destroyed me. It's like in was it season two of Sabrina with the the werewolf that is like the familiar of her love interest and it's like humongous and like really disgusting when they show it i was like okay i love this show i'm standing the chilling adventures of sabrina but like i could deal without this it's gonna keep me up at night and i'm was 29 when i was watching it um, I feel like when I used to review these record, when I used to review records on Instagram, it was like perfect because I was like listening to them. And now doing it through the pod, I'm like having to use like more of a critical eye and use more of my weak little brain power. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything in particular from the song. And you start taking notes. Yeah, I have. Anything... I make so many notes because my memory is terrible and <sighs> I would have nothing to say if I did not take notes. Um, the drums are also really good in this <laughs> track. <laughs> Surprise. Literally, we we should just intro every song and be like, the drums on this track are insanely good. <laughs> they really are. Have you heard the drums on this track? Okay, so track three, When You're Around by Motion Say Soundtrack. I think it sucks. I think... I think it rocks. It's like a good song, but like grading it on the curve that is this record, I don't, it could be better. I don't know. It's like, I'm not going to skip it, it, but I don't. It does kind of get lost. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I think it rocks still though. Well, that's great because I think it fucking sucks. Okay, track four. (laughs) Track four, Resolution. This is like a nice little break up the sort of monotony going on so far in the record our first mid-tempo jam i fucking love this song yeah um i think it's nice that he justin i'm assuming is acknowledging that he was the difficult one in this relationship and he's basically saying i don't blame you you were perfect i was a jerk whereas i feel like a lot of pop punk boys are always like my ex was crazy or terrible (laughs) and like it's nice to have a change of pace here and he like owns his own faults yeah i feel like this um in terms of being like a young pop punk fan this was kind of one of the first times that Uh, the narrator took on this angle for me as a listener and nowadays it almost feels like that narrative has been flipped where it's like the self-loathing self like aggrandizing pop punk boy is like the normal where it's like I'm a loser and I fucking suck and you're an angel forever being with me and I fucked it up and it's like okay sit down short king we don't need this but short king yeah Um, I mean when you when you're talking like that you're you're emotionally short to me that's a good point also does it change your perspective knowing that he basically wrote this record while he was seeking treatment for his alcoholism. I mean, that is something I didn't know before 10 minutes ago when I was looking at the wiki, but I it makes a lot of sense now. Yeah. Um, I think this song is 
really this song has this song does two things in terms of like musical structure that i really want to point out in the bridge like the instrumental part of the bridge because this song is obviously like about two people kind of like bickering especially like the car imagery about like being in the car and not talking the thing where the guitar does like a lead melody and then the moog does it right beside itself which kind of like creates like this image in my mind of like two people bickering i love that that's like a cool thing to me love that musical metaphor We adore a musical metaphor. And then I love the fact that this song does the classic trope where it ends with the intro, but it's just got like a little more filtery stuff, a little more AM radio filter on it. I love a song that does that because it's just such perfect songwriting. It's like, okay, yeah, literally this is a song front to fucking back and it's executed flawlessly. Couldn't agree more. This song rocks. This song might be my favorite song on this record. Next to... Let's give it up Becca, that was absolutely gorgeous. I'm convinced you have perfect pitch. This pod is just like (laughs) an experiment. Uh, It's me slowly documenting the fact that Becca has perfect pitch. No, it's like his voice is so insane to me. I feel like every time I sing along, there's no way I can match his pitch or tone at all. He also does, I didn't notice this until recently, but his vocals are, like, typically at, like, wit's end. They're, like, essentially yelling, shouting. Yeah. But they never sound, like, so raw that it hurts you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Apparently, they played a couple shows when it was, like, a record label coming to see them and decide if they wanted to sign them or not. And... They said, mm-hmm. Justin said it was one of the worst shows because they have had been touring constantly and his voice was just shot, basically. But they still got it's signed. Like any show, any show where there's like someone from a label or someone from like a booking agency or anything like that, that's doomed to be one of the worst shows you ever play. Always. 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just any anytime you go on stage with like an expectation that you have to impress someone, you're going to absolutely suck shit out of an ass. And that is just <laughs> how it works. Okay. Um, what I was going to say is this is my favorite song next to uh, Tell Me That You're All Right. Everything is all right. Why is the name of that song? Everything is yes! all right. It's such a noob. I mean, the fact that it opens with the tell me is just my little brain can't handle it. But yeah, I think the song is a fucking slay. I will say one thing about the song is the title is a little forgettable. Resolution? Yeah. But like the main chorus is let's give it a And it makes me like, I remember it because of New Year's Resolution. I don't remember it, but I understand why it's called that. And I am the queen of not remembering song titles. Even a band I was in, I could not remember our song titles. (laughs) I feel like any band I've ever been in with anyone, they're always like, what's the name of that song? And I'm like, do you care about me at all? It's because (laughs) the titles are like not the chorus or anything. I well that's what's happening here but there's a correlation there's a correlation whereas like looking back at sweetheart days like we had a song called terror dread becca and i were in a band together in 2011 it solely existed in the year 2011 and yes like um, all of the song titles i feel like there's no mention of those words in any of the songs that's because i i 
personally as a songwriter i i feel like naming a song is its own art it's like it's a way to throw an extra ingredient into the pan of your perfect song that you're crafting cooking metaphors during this episode i watched two straight friends cook a lot of meals this weekend and now that's all i can think about because as a gay person i don't do that gay people don't cook i i'm one of the kinds that don't there's like three different kinds and i happen to be that kind well i eat literal trash well same but i still cook here and there I literally have become addicted. Like, I feel like I mostly consume sugar these days. Yeah, it's and new teas. not until like a couple months ago, I was never into Sour Patch Kids. And now that I have discovered that there are bags that are strictly strawberry and strictly watermelon, <laughs> I can't help myself. Queen. Our, like, my friend group in, like, 2008 and nine that was, like, all we ate. They're so good. It's dark energy. It's a very cursed time in my life. But, yeah, I have still have a deep appreciation for that exact candy. Wow. Okay. 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 Resolution. Uh, resolution. Resolution. Yeah. Track whatever number this is. I'm not looking at it like that. I guess I could be track four resolution. It fucking rocks. Okay, track five. Then I feel like rain. When the words are sad, say. Oh, yeah, I. I just got. Song's real, called "Feel Like Rain." I just got real excited because this song Why? proves that it is an official autumn slash fall slash the harvest album because there's a lyric that says and winter's curse is just around the bend so that means yeah, the lyric right before that has the word autumn in it queen so it does and <laughs> so it does therefore as it is written it proves that we are currently in the, the autumn let's see this song is not doing anything to me reading these lyrics we love that game but we never play oh that's a great melody that's the thing with all these songs like you could be as critical as you want but at some point in time there is a melody that some instrument or a vocal melody there's some melody in the song that hooks you and you're like damn that is fucking good i only remember can you hear me i keep hitting my mic i can hear you absolutely perfectly fine um I remember this song the most from riding in the car with my brother as he took me to middle school in the mornings, and I was real annoyed with this song. Wait, why? It annoyed the shit out of me. It was just, like, really repetitive, and I was like, we love that game and we never play. Like, I feel like it could be shorter, and it would be less annoying. Oh, see, I... I can't speak to the length of the song. But that was but then. I will say, yeah. And um, this has major Blink vibes. You know, this if there was a vocal melody on this record that sounded like Mark Hoppus, it is this one. This song is basically a Blink song. Like the open, it opens with a very single string. Uh, I don't fucking know guitar lingo. Um, <laughs> I don't fucking know guitar. <laughs> <laughs> the opening is like, it's very, me, 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 me. like, I don't know what you call it. Single string, playing, picking, whatever. 
Uh, They're just gonna let you keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is embarrassing, but um, it's perfect. Also, the like closing guitar strumming melody. Uh, it's it's a blink song is all i'm trying to say okay it feels familiar it feels like a recipe that that band has definitely used this song is my familiar mark hop is from blink 182 is my familiar see that's so funny you'd say that because i love blink and i went on blink 155 and we talked about this i've always identified as a mark but as i've gotten older i'm like oh no i'm definitely more tom like, I identify with Tom very much so because I too am obsessed with aliens and <laughs> to the stars and his whole thing now. But yeah, I just feel like the idea of Mark Hoppus being what he's like probably almost 50 now or something. And he's like still actively like starting bands and like making music and like willingly doing that. And I'm like, God, I'm like halfway there and I, I can't even. I the idea of recording a song, I'm like, I would rather fucking rip my fingernails off. That's like Motion City soundtrack as well. They're all old and they were all dads now. And they are still recording shit. Well they this band, it's so funny I can't believe we're talking about it like now. We're like five songs in. But this band did something that is iconic where they broke up. They did a like farewell tour mm-hmm. and then I think they kind of hold the record for shortest time in retirement. (laughs) (laughs) I was at Wrecking Ball when they were like on their like last tour or whatever. And I remember the crowd was just absolutely psychotic for this band, which is so cool. And it was like very fun to see. And then ironically enough, like some people that were on the touring crew for like one of the Say Anything tours I did were like also there as the touring crew for that. And I was like, wait, I know these people. Like this is like such a cute, it's very like, it felt amazing. It felt like I was home seeing this band in that setting. But I, th- I think it was three years later. they mm-hmm. 2019. Oh. And then LOL started <laughs> to try and tour beginning of 2020. <laughs> the, the world was like, you're going to stay in retirement a little bit longer. So you might be wondering how I got here. <laughs> yeah, very bad. Um, okay, so track five, Feel Like Rain. It rocks. I think it kind of sucks a little. Again, grading on a curve. Con- compared to some of the godlike songwriting that is occurring on this record, I think the song is a boot. What about that little bridge where it breaks down? That's a very blink moment as well. It's it's uh, just bass and drums, and it's like it's right before he says say something finally we're alone all right is there anyone out there at all yeah that part's cool and the drums are just going (laughs) (laughs) okay track six um make out kids who are make make out kids I don't like those words together. Is it like a friend zone situation? I, I try to figure I don't it out. Like those words the together. Closest, the closest I can relate is that this is like that guy for as a straight cis woman. <laughs> uh, this is like the guy friend you have that like every time you hang out with them or like meet up, you somehow end up making out with them, but you would actually never form a real relationship with this person 
And as soon as you kind of get hints or vibes that they want to be more serious, you freak out and you're like, no, no. Exactly. They're the you're they're your um let's think of what we could call this occupation that they <laughs> that they have. Um they're like a booty call, but it's not booty, it's like mouth. Their mouth call tongue call. Friends with benefits? Sure. That but that's like not as fun. <laughs> everyone anyone anyone and everyone could call it friends with benefits. I call it mouth call. Mouth call. I can't even say those words. Those are awful words together too. This in general is just making my skin absolutely crawl Adina. Um but I think this song it's funny the only line I can think of off the top of my head from this song is the makeout kids never had a chance to be best friends line. Hmm. And to me that's a bad sign. Okay, in that respect, I can't relate. Because it's like, I don't know. This also has very Taylor Swift vibes in terms of, I remember reading the lyrics where it's like, she's into math, math and magazines. Math and magazines. Directors cut and great sell. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, she's jogging. She's jogging my little memory right now. Just yeah, like those... Taylor Swift, like, he's a football player. I'm... And the bleachers. She wears short skirts. I wear short skirts. Yeah, that song, it's very that. That's, uh, but Oh, the Twin Peaks reference. Right? Can we not? I I made a note that was like, the lyrics, Twin Peaks afternoons and expensive wine. Like, uh, Cordon Bleu. Minus that, because that's disgusting. Wait, wait, it was Cordon Bleu. What is Cordon Bleu? Cordon Bleu is like ham and cheese inside a chicken. <laughs> Literally me like writhing around <laughs> in a blanket going, what is Cordon Bleu? You look like a baby. I think that sounds, I think that's, I am a baby and I think that sounds delicious. It's so nasty. I remember being a kid um, and my mom would buy like little frozen cordon bleu things that were like breaded chicken with cheese and ham inside of them. And honestly, that's such a fucking serve. That sounds delicious right now. Okay, so the weight of my heart is cordon bleu. If anyone is listening and wants to absolutely date or fuck. um, I would just like the Twin Peaks afternoons with an expensive wine, please. Replace cordon bleu with chocolate peanut butter chocolate (laughs) dove chocolate peanut butter cups um honestly (laughs) that would work for me too bring that too okay um anyway anyway so anyway um let's think your your mic is like doing the thing where it's rubbing up against that blanket and i'm gonna (sighs) you're gonna have to deal with it queen did you hear it? I edited that part out of the last app. Yeah, good job. You're welcome. God, Thank no, you. That's I, what I'm Carl, I will lose my fucking mind. <laughs> I can't hear it. I can. What's it sound like? It's like, to me, it's like nails on a chalkboard. Okay, okay, queen. Anything for you. <laughs> what if I did that and my shirt was gone? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> to anyone listening, if Just, I if this ends up making the cut, I was wearing a blanket like a a shawl, and then I yanked it off in a quick motion. Um, just put on a light jacket. 
I'm surrounded Absolutely by light jackets not. right now. Yeah, well, okay, we'll throw one through the screen like the girl from The Ring, right? and I'll fucking put it on. <laughs> what if those were lyrics in this song? Honestly, they might as well be. Okay, make out kids, track motherfucking sex. Uh, I'm going to say this song. Becky, you go first. This song rocks. I don't love this song. I think this song is really good. No bad songs on this record. I feel like every time I give my verdict, I need to make a disclaimer. None of these songs suck, suck. But comparatively, this song is a boot for me. I'm sorry, Motion City Soundtrack. If you ever want to take me or my punk band on tour, my gay punk band on tour, I would absolutely j'adore it. And it would mean a lot to me in terms of career fulfillment. But um, I am going to be critical on you today. And I apologize. Okay, so... Time Turned Fragile, track seven. Uh, this song rocks. Oh, my God. That's it. Next track. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I, I want the dot, dot, dot on that. Do you not love this song? No, I fucking love this song. Um, it's really, really good. Okay, my heart literally broke last night because I learned that Justin wrote the song from the point of view of his dad. Tears. Yeah, this feels like. And help like hell, you're happy where you are. Oh, and oh. favorite belting moment, like the amount of times I've been driving in my car and it gets to the point and you just scream, how it got so cold that we're just froze. We had to wait till summer <laughs> to find out what <laughs> was said. One <laughs> of <laughs> the <laughs> best times that we oh. had. <laughs> the instrumentation underneath that too is just so, like it's like that is its own like pop punk trope, but God, they fucking do it right. They do it perfect. Another fun Moog moment is like, Woo woo, happening here. <laughs> Wooey woo. <laughs> yeah. The Moog, the tone that's occurring in this is so good. Uh, God. I want this song to be from the point of view of a boy that had a crush on me and still thinks about me. Um, She's in it for the longing, ladies and gentlemen. This is why this record, ladies and gentlemen, makes me cry. I'm just like, I just want. That's like a whole therapy session in itself. I won't go there, but um, uh, the toms in this song sound crazy. Well, they don't sound crazy. They're just like, I don't even know how to describe it. I don't. I don't know how. It's very boingy, but not boingy. <laughs> Uh, that's I like do, the I, closest word it to, sounds like someone jumping off a mushroom it's like, like a mario character jumping off a mushroom no it's like a boing i love without when Tom sound the, like a mario character jumping off a mushroom it's like a just so everyone knows it's like the beginning of a boing it's it's just the b minus the oing boom, boom. they're very woo? they're percussive they're like woo 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 very whale sounds? Is that what you definitely I were just serving some Ellen DeGeneres as Dory tees? I don't know. <laughs> what do you think about Ellen's new hair? Have you seen Ellen's new hair? No. It's like Elvis. Ellen Vis. I was going to try to... Oh, God, I have to edit this out. I was going to try to make a joke about how her name was like Elvis, but it literally just is like Elvis. 
What are you talking okay. about? I'm talking about Ellen, okay? How, her have, name have is Ellen. Have you ever heard of her? Uh, um. Ellen Vez. I already said the joke and it was horrible. It was wretched horror. Oh my God. The crickets that were chirping died after that joke. I love a good play on words. My most recent one that I was proud slash ashamed of. What are you doing? <laughs> Hiding. I hate a play on words, but okay, go but on. But listen, it's really cute. Okay, so the, okay. the dodo, the dodo posted a video of this bulldog that is obsessed with bowls, and I was like, that dog is spoiled. Oh no! It was worse than I thought it was gonna be, but I do, <laughs> I do appreciate the fact that you didn't go for the low hanging fruit of like bulldog. Oh, see, that would have been better. But I said that dog is bold. <laughs> Did anyone? Were you alone? Were you alone, like looking at your phone? No, this was in uh, Instagram messages. Oh, okay. In the DMs. You made that pun in the DMs to someone? Mm-hmm. That is honestly so sexy. Uh, LOL. Um, A panty dropper. Bold. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I will say there's a line that's a little crazy to me on this song. The one day I'll fail to breathe and all you'll have are memories. It's like, okay, literally... You're already going for the jugular. Why'd you have to rip my throat out with the like Edgar Allan Poe of it all? But I do think that Time Turned Fragile, track seven by Motion City Soundtrack, it fucking rocks. It rocks. And speaking to that lyric, Carl, you have to accept that death is inevitable. Yeah, but I just don't. I, the culture of talking about death is so like fake poetic. It's like annoying to me. You talk a lot about these cultures that I don't think exist. Well, they exist to me. Maybe because you're maybe in like social media world. I feel like a lot of this is because you have Twitter and I don't. No, I don't. The culture, people talk about death in like poetry and books. I associate people talking about death with like literally picking up a book and looking at some dusty old pages. Because it's a... Uh, <laughs> It's, it's uh, open to many interpretations. There's so many philosophies on death and what happens to us. And <sighs> Sometimes I forget that philosophy as a concept even exists. People have degrees in philosophy, mind. which yeah, is what like... What the fuck does that mean? No, I have... I might as well have a degree in philosophy with yeah, all the I have like a fucking degree in philosophy. Everything fucking sucks shit out of an ass. Oh my god. I hate that imagery every time you say it. I love it. that imagery. Um, it's truly rancid, but philosophy. <sighs> philosophy. Okay, track 8. LG LG Fwad, Fwad? Let's get fucked up and die. I feel like the first time I was exposed to this song, it was not called LG Fwad. Excuse me. I feel like it was like the acronym with periods between every letter. Yeah, it's just Did like you if you see Gay Me. Yeah, which, God, I love that she song. She stole, Britney Spears stole the idea for if you see K me 
from Let's Get Fucked Up and Die by Motion City Soundtrack. I unfortunately don't think you could build a case in court for that claim. So I'm going to have to shoot you down, Becca, as Britney Spears' new public defendant. I'm going to have to make a citizen's arrest on you for even pretending that is a thing. Um, because it's not a thing. Oh it's ve- They're two very different examples. But LG Fwad is a great song. Um, The song is clearly about his alcoholism. You think so? Oh, 100%. It's a it's like it's the lie that is being drunk all the time and having like a good old drunk drug filled time and getting lost in it basically. Yeah. But like the, I, I, I think know it's still it's like relatable even if you don't drink. Oh, for sure. I feel like you can uh, apply a lot of like the kind of um the secondhand embarrassment you can tell the narrator feels uh to any number of scenarios. There is a lyric what were you gonna say sorry no i just remembered a meme i saw recently oh my god the way you're gonna cut me off to talk about a meme hell yes uh you know the eric andre one where he's like at the gates of the white house like let me in yes yes motion city soundtrack fans repurposed it so it's justin saying let me in let me in and then the white house is the club Wow, I do deeply adore that. That is very good. Okay, sorry. You can continue. Well, all I was going to say is um, there's a lyric in this song that stands out to me in a way that is not good. And I'm going to be a little critical here. The And the BMX bike of my life is about to explode. I love it. What the fuck does that mean? What do you mean? What does that mean? The BMX bike of his life, it's just like Rosebud, the sled in, you know, it's like considered the greatest movie of all time. And of course, I can't think of the title of it right now. When I think of Rosebud, I unfortunately, kids, cover your ears. I think of buttholes. (laughs) Okay. The movie I am thinking of is Citizen Kane. I've never seen it. Uh... I mean, you're, like, forced to watch it if you ever take a film class. Uh, Good thing I'm uneducated. (laughs) (laughs) But the whole thing is, like, Rosebud. It's, like, a symbolism of childhood and some shit. I really don't know. But that's the BMX. No, I'm not buying this. The BMX bike of his life is, like, a Rosebud. Instead of a sled, it's a bike. You you put this little theory on layaway and I'm never going back to buy it. It's not for me. I think this line is stupid and distracting. Wow. I know. I'm really sorry. I literally am talking like I'm on some sort of high horse where meanwhile I have nothing. I am nothing. I mean nothing. The tables um, have but- turned. You're like shitting so much on this record <laughs> like I was on Matt and Cam. <laughs> Matt and Cam. Well, when... Uh, but I don't feel bad day- about it. You're like acknowledging. I'm just like, listen, people are entitled to their opinions. It's not I just a high know how hard it is thing. with any sort of music thing. It just takes so literally it takes so much. It takes just so much to like get up and do it mm-hmm. like to make a record like this is like so like I anyone that makes a song. I'm like, OK, you fucking did that. That's cool. More power to you because I know how exhausting it is for me to do that. 
So in general, I love all the risks that most musicians take, but in this song particularly, I think this lyric is fucking a boot. It's absolutely trash. And it again, it's distracting to me. Is it a This Bike is a Pipe Bomb reference? What is it? I don't get it. Say the line again. And the BMX bike of my life is about to explode. I'm about to explode. The BMX bike of my life. I feel like there was a time and a place where kids around me would point out this lyric too and be like, that's so cool. And I'm like, no, it's not. It means nothing. Yeah, you had no problem with any Matt and Kim lyrics. No, I didn't. Sir. Again, every artist, you grade them on a curve. It's different for every oh artist. Oh, my God. It's because, anyway. it's because uh, Justin is an actual poet. And you're like, you you can do better than this. It's, it's totally. I'm familiar with your work enough to know that you could have written a better line. And you know what? What would In you general, have written? Oh, don't put me on the spot like this. I'd say, oh, God. and This shit from the, my ass is about to explode. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what I would have said. Thank you. Uh, And the mango white claw of my life is about to explode. Yeah, you're cracking yourself up today, Queen. It's because I accidentally slept in. But I say if you have a really shitty night's sleep and have a migraine the night before, like accidentally just turn your alarm off and not hit snooze you deserve it and now i'm like i actually have energy (laughs) (laughs) that's i love that you're in a good mood today because i came home from work and tried to take a nap and i couldn't i just looked at my phone for like an hour and a half straight and then we started the pod and i'm like i feel curdled oh no (laughs) no i truly feel curdled i feel spalled (laughs) spalled Spold milk over here. Okay. Anyway, um, LG Fwad, I do truly think this song fucking rocks. And you know, the vid for this song is very icy there on like a frozen tundra y landscape, which solidifies the season imagery that we both associate with this album. Hmm. Cool to know. Uh, I think this song I think it is rocks. This song. Yeah. God, we love this song. Okay. The next track. Better uh, up track and let I love this song. This is another song about alcoholism. Yeah, and it's you know what? It yes, it definitely is. Um and yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to take that sentence out. Um No. Keep it. Yes. Forever. No, yes, yes, no. The song This song is cool. I love I love a song that has setting. And this song has really good setting. Uh the drums on the bridge sound like a pressure cooker. He, uh, he's hitting like the hi hat, I guess, like so fast. It just sounds like the double time. That's all I have to say about this song. Goodbye. <laughs> pressure, pressure cooker vibes. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, I think this song. There's a lot of cool stuff. I don't fucking know. My brain is absolutely fried. Fried egg brain vibes. It's just, it's good. The chorus is really good. I want to interview Matt, Kate, and Frank and see what they have to say about this song. Liz, 
the Triple Rock. Is the, did the Triple Rock close? Oh, you're naming the people in the song. I was like, who yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> Some friends of mine you never met. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think the Triple Rock closed. I have no we idea. We played a show there once. We played a show there once with a band that went on to eclipse us in 36 seconds. 36 seconds after the show wrapped, the band became 10 times more popular than us. Where? I'm not bitter either. Where's the Triple Rock? It's in Minneapolis, where the band's from. Ah. Yeah, you know. Maybe Lizzo probably played there. Probably. I don't know. Minneapolis Queen. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I want to say about this song. I like the song a lot. I think it's very, very good. Um, this is one of the songs, the other songs that like, you know, have like a good part, but not a good part. And like, you know, the only thing that's the saving grace to me is like the hook. This song is all hooks. Sure. Um, I don't have a lot to say about this song either, except that I think it's fine. Okay. So this is an, I think it's fine for you. Mm -hmm. First one. On this wow. record. Okay. Well, then let's move on. This must We're be. on to track. Together, we'll bring in the new year. I love the tones going on in the song. This is a very acoustic, intimate moment. It's another fave because it's so depressing. This song, the guitars, the two guitars, the guitar on the left and the, the guitar on the right, are both doing such cool shit that complements the other perfectly yes it is like addicting to listen to it's so beautiful the tones too that the guitars have is perfect and the song is uh he's at a new year's eve party and he sees his ex and she's engaged and he hates everyone and i can relate to that last part about hating everyone yeah, these humans all suck. That's like a, a cute little line. Fucking tattoo that on me to be edgy. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't ever. I don't think I'd ever write the lines, these humans all suck. I'd rather be home feeling violent and lonely. Though I do oftentimes, I guess, kind of feel that way. I hate when people like resort to their like, their like base like level when they're frustrated as violence i'm like okay literally just grow up yeah it's called... just be self-sabotaging yeah <laughs> like go to anger management go to therapy yeah, more like yeah yeah all of those things violence is out violence is out self-sabotaging is in also this song just proves my point in that just never go to new year's eve parties yeah, the culture of a New Year's Eve party, that is just not for me. There's two types of people in this world. And there's those of us who don't give a shit, and then those who make a big deal out of it. I think this past year, I was peeing alone in the bathroom when the ball <laughs> dropped. I was definitely... Not like not by design, it just worked out like that. Um, I was definitely asleep in my bed. Uh, queen shit um and Girl boss lol <laughs> how do all the people who like celebrated it feel now like yeah truly. what was the point there was no point although before i did before like the past few years i did have the tradition of getting like blackout drunk on ears even barfing everywhere oh i know that <laughs> i know that 
Becca and I did a, a New Year's together where the next morning from like 9 a.m. to probably 2 in the afternoon, my bedroom was upstairs and we were like in the same room together. It literally sounded like random people were just walking in off the sidewalk and barfing in our downstairs bathroom. It was just nonstop. Ew. It was like it was insane. You don't remember that? That night, that night when I got so drunk and like passed out on your bedroom floor and you laid a towel beside me. Are you talking about that <laughs> night? Yes, yes. And I just rolled over and barfed. No, I like <laughs> yes. got up that morning and left and was like amazed because I wasn't hungover. Like I felt fine. You expelled the poison. Yeah, I was okay, like, I, I feel great. <laughs> there was a third person there then. I mean, it might have been Dylan that was like in that room. And God, it was just, I don't know if it was my one roommate or if it was two of my roommates or if it truly was strangers just walking in <laughs> off the street. But it was like every 10 minutes, I was like, a, oh, downstairs no. in the bathroom. Yeah, that was. It was kind of funny. That's not me. Nope. I was like viciously hungover, like actually laughing about it. I'm like, this needs to not be funny to me because my brain is mush. But yeah, I beat that, that hangover. That was amazing. What an amazing point in my life. I think that might have been the last time I like got drunk for New Year's Eve. The towel night. Yeah. <laughs> that rocks. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. Anyway, uh, together we'll bring in the New Year by Motion State Soundtrack. I think the song rocks. It rocks. I feel like on a first listen through of this record. You could almost expect this song to like go somewhere with full instrumentation because it kind of like has like a cadence that like drums could come in at some point in time. But I think it's like cool that they don't ever. Mm-hmm. It's an electric guitar sort of acoustic song, which is a fucking slurry, subversive ass. Okay. Um, Hangman featuring Mark Hoppus, track 11. I used to skip this song all the time and now. I love it. Okay, interesting. Yeah, and I think it's mostly because I feel the overall sound and mix of this song for some reason sounds more DIY here than like very clean yes. studio. And I love that shit. I live for that sh- DIY. It has sound. kind of like <laughs> it has more of like a, an aggressive production standpoint. I like that that. I like that you're into that because that is actually something that turns me off from this song a little bit. Yeah. I I mean, Mark Hoppus makes an appearance and the drums in the chorus are fucking sick. And after Mark Hoppus's part, it just like goes off. Off. <laughs> uh, I love when a song absolutely goes off. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, very Long Island of you. Let's see. And then he Justin goes into that really high pitch like like register. Yes, that that part the like wah on the guitar is crazy. They like truly went there with this song. Yeah, it's so good. It it goes. It does feel. Doesn't it go off? <laughs> it it absolutely goes off. Yeah. It's good. I don't know. This song rocks. <laughs> I don't really know. I wish I was in a better mood. You're I feel so, so cranky right now. I am really truly cranky, baby. With your blanket. Like, I hate this podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just have a lot of I need a malaise. nap. 
I do need a nap. What if we did this record twice? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we only have Damn. one more left. And that oh, is yeah, okay. Hold Me Down. And this song fucks me up. I've cried so this, many tears over this song. This song is legendary. Poetry. Yeah. It's yeah. it's a breakup song, and the lyrics just paint such a clear picture, and it guts you, because the lyrics are basically the breakup letter that he is reading. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it contains so much, um, like specificality like the specifics are so strong in this song like the imagery is so like you don't you don't you don't get to use your mind at all yeah they paint it for you especially and everyone's seeing the same thing he's just like going through the mundane things that like he has to do because of the breakup like he has to the gerbil yeah he has to cancel dinner with so and so and feed a gerbil and it's like oh it like it's so heartbreaking. The chorus of this song is on another fucking. Are you level. reading the? You're the echoes of, of my everything. Of, yeah, you're the emptiness the whole world sings at night. You're the laziness of afternoon. You're the reason why I burst in bloom. Do you think that's a reference to Cursive, the band Cursive? Burst in bloom by Cursive. No, dot dot dot. Maybe. I think it is. The, they talk about how they're not a pop punk band, they're an indie rock band, and that to me is very indie rock band. You're the leaky sink of sentiment. You're the failed attempts I never could forget. You're all the <sighs> metaphors I can't create to comprehend this curse that I call love. Ain't that the truth? Love is just a curse, folks. <laughs> Says the two single people on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um listen i have been in love and it is a fucking curse yeah it's it's vile but it's it could be so fun uh, fun tea um i'm glad you I, have that uh point of view uh i'm one of those sick people that like when i'm okay i hate that i'm even talking about this on the pod but like when i am like in a relation that i feel really good about i will do the mental illness thing where i will like take a screenshot of it in my brain where i'm like i am so happy in this moment and it sucks because one day i will not feel like this with this person isn't that so fatalist of me isn't that so fatalistic of me what is literally my problem um I don't know. I'm not a therapist, so I can't. I know. Tell I need to talk you. to my therapist about this. But like, it's not cute. I feel like I have the opposite problem where I get so hopeful and I'm like, this is going to last forever. And then the other person like can't love me. And then the rest of my life, I'm like, I'm unlovable. But this is a whole nother therapy session, not for this pod. <sighs> God, this to have the last song on this record do this to you where you're talking about therapy. That's how you know the song is good. I've cried. That's how you know it's cutting to an emotional core, baby. There's like real piano in it. The harms <laughs> that are going on. Yeah. It just breaks your heart. Oh, it's really good. I wonder if anyone cried in the studio recording the this drums. Song. There's like a really, he's doing like that rolling drum. Thing. I don't know what it's you like call it. It's like a snare drum roll, yeah. like a march. Yeah. Wait, make the sound. I didn't make a sound. 
you tried it earlier. You're that was like a hi hat, like really fast hi hats are like. So what does the snare sound like when it's doing that? Like a purring cat. Suddenly, suddenly an ASMR pod. I um. I really love this song. This song is a 10 out of 10, a flawless, perfect song. There's two flawless, perfect songs on this record. That's more. That's why That's why you can say other songs on this record suck, because you have two songs that are just unbelievable. Flawless. Uh... Wow. Okay. So final verdict on Commit This to Memory by Motion Say Soundtrack. Ready? One, two, three three it rocks. it rocks it rocks it really does rock yep um let's see again anyone motion city justin if you're listening um if you ever want to take my queer punk band on tour or my gay solo music ass on tour i would love to go it would be like career fulfillment um <laughs> and we can physically fight on stage about the songs i said are good or bad i would do it every night you could break all my bones yeah Justin seems like a really great dad now. I lurked on his Instagram, and he seems like the sweetest person IRL. That's you. Oh, my God, you... Carl. What? You're, like, fucking with the mic on purpose now. I'm not doing it on purpose. All right, hold on. We got to do a soft reset because I had something I was going to say that was meaningful. I look like I'm in the polyphonic spree right now. <laughs> Will you take a screenshot? Yeah. Oh, see, I just... <laughs> the polyphonic spree of it all. Thank you. Thank you for entertaining me in my dumb acidness. Um, let's think. What was I gonna say? I don't even know. I'm just I'm just You're just I'm just I'm just just uh, I don't even know what to say. I'm Lady Gaga speechless. This record is so good. I was talking about how he seems like a good dad. Yes, and that is really important. When you can lurk on a straight man on Instagram and say that about them, well, nothing's better than that. Do you know if Max Bemis knows any of these people? I can only assume. Everyone in this scene knows everyone in this scene. Yeah. They just don't know me. They will. Maybe one day. One day. Yeah, one day. I've had so many friends tour with Motion City that I'm just kind of like, the degree of separation is so small, I could just like cough and it would break but i don't i don't know whatever all right carl let's put you to bed <laughs> shut the fuck <laughs> up uh, goo goo gaga bitch uh, it's so funny what a 180 here i'm usually the low energy one and i like got to sleep in and i'm on top of the world um, I think I got four hours of sleep last night, and then I went to my food service job at the crack of dawn. So yeah, I'm, I'm ready to commit arson. Uh, at least you didn't fall down the stairs and break your knees. Okay, Tivana. Okay, thank you so much for listening to Rocks or It Sucks. Um, bye. TTFN. What is oh Tata for now? I was like, what does that stand for? Yeah, I think they Talk they say it on Buffy. Now? They said it on Buffy one time and brought back uh, memories. Memories. Commit this to memory. <laughs>
It Rocks or It Sucks is produced and edited by Becca High and Carl Kuhn. It's mixed and mastered by Becca High. You can follow the pod on Instagram or Twitter at It Rocks or It Sucks. Thanks for listening and feel free to like, follow, rate, review, share, do whatever you want. Bye.